Welcome to this series of Bible lessons on the New Testament. In these 42 lessons, we will teach the history of the Lord Jesus as delivered to us in the four Gospels. We will start with the days that led up to Christ's humble birth in Bethlehem. We will then look at his blessed ministry, his suffering, his death, and resurrection. His humble life on earth concludes with his ascension, and after this, the blessed outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Lastly, we will teach the calling and ministry of the greatest evangelist that ever lived, Paul the Apostle. These last lessons are taught from the book of Acts and include Paul's missionary journeys. Be sure to use the lesson guide with questions and knowledge exercises presented with these lectures. We hope these lessons are a blessing to you. Thank you. In Lesson 35 of our Bible study on the life and the ministry of Christ, we wish to focus on Peter among the Gentiles. And we see this in two parts. First, Tabitha raised, which you may find in Acts 9, verse 32 through 43. And then Peter and Cornelius, which you may find in Acts 10, verse 1 through 11, verse 18. So first, Tabitha raised in Acts 9, verse 32 through 43. In our last lesson, we saw that the Christians have been scattered throughout the empire, but also throughout Judea. And today we see then that Peter has traveled also throughout Judea to visit these Christians where they gather as little churches. And so Peter now arrives in Lydda, a village or town near the coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And there he is brought to a man who is paralyzed. Aeneas has been paralyzed already for eight years, lying upon his bed. And when Peter is brought to Aeneas, he looks at him and he says, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise. And immediately he arose and walked. Oh, many saw this and believed. So we see that again, Peter has the power given of God through Jesus Christ to do miracles. And how that many believe because they see the miracle in the name of Jesus. Now, at this time, in a nearby village, Joppa, about 10 miles or 15 kilometers from Lydda, lives a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She is a virtuous woman, full of good works, and loved by all of the Christian community. And at this time, as she is sick and dies, now, they, people of Joppa, have heard of Peter being in Lydda and of the miracle that he has just performed. So instead of burying Tabitha, 
uh, they take her in an upper room and lay her on a bed. And then they send two men uh, to call Peter uh, to come uh, to Joppa. And when uh, Peter comes and they bring him into the room uh, where she is laid, uh, then he sees uh, many people gathered, including many widows who are weeping uh, because of their love uh, for uh, Tabitha. And those widows also showed Peter uh, the garments that uh, Dorcas had made uh, for them. And then uh, Peter ascends uh, the people out of the room, and he kneels down and he prays. And when he has prayed, he turns to the body and he says, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And then he lifted her up uh, that uh, she walked. And then he took her outside and showed her, presented her uh, to the people, alive and well. Oh, again, when this is known in the town, many believed. And then Peter also remains uh, for some days in Joppa, in the house of Simon the Tanner. We can imagine uh, that the people are eager to hear more about this Jesus of Nazareth, whom Peter is preaching. And that brings us to part two. Peter and Cornelius, which you may find in Acts 10, verse 1 through 11, verse 18. Because while Peter is in Joppa, then we see that in Caesarea there lives a centurion, a Roman centurion called Cornelius. And this man feared God and with his whole house. Oh, what a wonder! A Roman soldier fearing God, who has heard of this God from the Jews in the city, and who has come to fear this God and to serve him with his whole house, giving alms to them and praying to God always. Now it is at this time that Cornelius also sees a vision. An angel of God comes to him and speaks to him and says, Cornelius, your prayers have been heard. Now send to Joppa and call for Peter, who is living and lodging in the house of Simon the Tanner, and he will tell you what you must do. Immediately Cornelius sends a three men, two of his servants and a soldier, to go and get Peter. And so the next day, near noon, when these men are approaching the city, then we see Peter on the housetop in the city. And we must remember that the houses had flat roofs, so Peter could sit upon the housetop. And there he went to pray at noon that day. Oh, he was hungry. And that is important when we think of what now takes place. Because while Peter is praying, then he also sees the heavens opened. And he sees, as it were, a vessel coming down from heaven, like it is a sheet tied at the top by the four corners. And that sheet or vessel is full of beasts, both clean and unclean, 
and all manner of birds and creeping things. And then Peter hears a voice from heaven that says, Peter, kill and eat. Oh, Peter immediately answers, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Peter would not touch anything that was unclean. He followed those Jewish laws strictly. But then that vessel comes down again, and now the voice says, Peter, do not call common or unclean what God has cleansed. And this happens uh, three times. Oh, then Peter sits in awe, wondering, considering, what does this mean? This vessel appearing three times, and God telling me not to consider anything common or unclean that God has cleansed. <clears throat> At this time, the men have approached his house, and then Peter receives words from the Spirit. The Spirit speaks to Peter and says, There are men coming for you. Go with them, nothing doubting, for I have sent them. And so Peter goes downstairs to meet those men. And then when they meet, he asks them why they have come. And those men begin to explain about Cornelius, what he has seen, what he has heard, and why he has sent them. Then they lodge that night with Peter in Joppa. And the next morning, Peter takes six men along with him as witnesses as he travels to Caesarea. Now, when he comes to the house of Cornelius, that house is full, for Cornelius has invited all his friends and his family, all when he has heard that Peter will tell him what to do, then he wants to share that also with all those whom he loves. And then when Peter comes to the door, then Cornelius bows down to worship him. Oh, Cornelius does not yet understand that Peter is only a man, but Peter does say it immediately. He says, Rise, for I am only a man. I am a messenger sent from God. And as Peter enters into that home and he sees all those people, oh, then he says, Do you realize that it is unlawful for me, being a Jew, uh, to come into the house of the Gentiles? But God has showed me not to call any man common or unclean. And then he asks Cornelius why he has sent for him. And Cornelius goes to tell him how an angel has appeared uh, to him and that that angel gave him the command to call for Peter. All Peter says then, God is no respecter of persons. With God there is no difference between a Jew and a Gentile anymore. And then Peter is given freedom to preach unto that people. And he preaches unto them Jesus Christ. He shows unto them how that Jesus is God's anointed Son, who has come down upon earth, whom the Jews have slain, 
but whom God has raised and who has been glorified in heaven, but also that Jesus has sent him and the apostles to preach remission of sin by faith in his name. All while Peter is speaking, suddenly the house is filled with the Holy Ghost. It fell upon all them that were in that house. So we see that wonder of the Holy Ghost coming upon the Gentiles. And when Peter sees this, then he says, Bring me water that they may be baptized. Oh, then Peter realizes that there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile when God's Spirit works in their hearts. And so Peter baptizes them and he stays with them several days to continue to instruct them in that way of grace and of salvation. But then Peter returns to Jerusalem. And when he comes in Jerusalem and he meets the other apostles and brethren, oh, then they confront Peter and they say to him and they ask him, Peter, what did you do? We hear that you went in to a house of men who are uncircumcised. And then Peter explains to them how that he had received that vision from heaven, how that God had told him not to call anything common or unclean, and how that he then received that call from Cornelius, <clears throat> and how that the Holy Ghost fell upon all those in that house. Oh, then he says, God gave them the same gift as us when they believed in Jesus Christ. Oh, then the apostles could not say any more, anything anymore, but then they glorified God. And they also said, Then hath God also granted repentance unto life to the Gentiles. Oh, then we see two very important lessons. First of all, we see that Cornelius had to learn that his good works could not save him. Oh, yes, we are called to do good works in obedience to God's command to serve God in our daily lives. But our good works cannot save us. And that is why Peter had to come and preach that salvation is only by faith in Jesus Christ. But then Peter's vision also teaches us a lesson. And that is, when that veil was rent in the temple, then there was no longer a separation. And now Peter had to learn this again, that with God there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. God is no respecter of persons, but they must preach the gospel to all nations, to Jew first and then to the Gentiles. And so that gospel may still go forth, even to the ends of the earth. May we learn to know something of that truth, salvation in Jesus Christ alone. Thank you.